The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindus Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindus. And good Saturday morning. Get those home improvement questions ready. Andy is taking the day off. And it takes two people to fill in for for Andy, and that's and that takes a lot of people. I tell you what, Kevin and Emily Lindis are with us. Hi guys. Hi Danny, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Still trying to recover from that great 40th anniversary party you guys threw last week. Oh, wasn't that fun? Pretty phenomenal. Did you ever think, in your wildest dreams, you guys would would be such a successful company, family-run business? Forty years later, here you are doing the same thing, only much more. <laughs> you know, now we're kind of reaping the benefits. Now that uh, the boys took over, they're doing work for us. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. You can just kind of sit back. Do you ever kind of uh, uh, tell them a little bit of what to do here? And then you help them out occasionally, right? Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm doing the fun part of my job. And, and Kevin, you know, he manages all the properties. And, you know, maintains things for everyone. They're so busy working, they're, they aren't maintaining their homes like they want to. So <laughs> it's Kevin's favorite thing to do, so that's what he does. Well, that's cool. That's great. It was nice, nice good teamwork, for sure. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's get uh, our listeners involved with the show. If you have, as I said earlier, any kind of a home improvement question, call in. You've got Kevin and Emily on the horn answering your questions. 651-989-9226. Or send us your text messages, your home improvement questions via text, 81807. While we're waiting for the folks to call us and send us text messages, guys, uh, let's take take us back 40 years. I mean, a, a lot of Lunas, uh, newer listeners now maybe are unfamiliar with the whole Linda story. How did it all come about? Well, I've tried to block that out, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> Repress the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start with uh, how you started out? Well, and my brother was, uh, he started out doing siding. He was subcontracting to another company, Peterson's Construction, out in Richmond there. And I called him one day. I says, uh, I'm going to leave my job. I have. And I asked him to hire me. And he said, yeah. Well, that's where it started. I started doing steel siding and aluminum siding back then. And uh, he laid me off. And then <laughs> I had another job with the, working with an electrician and, he laid me off back then in the wintertime, and I said, well, can't be that hard. So then I started my own company and uh, struggled for the first three years, and then after that, it just uh, it just mushroomed after that. It just I found out the honesty is the best policy, that treat the customers fairly, and it, it just mushroomed from there. And do good work. Oh, yes, absolutely. And then and when Andy came... We got out of college there, and he come up to me and said, Dad, you know what? We're going to put your warranty into writing. And that was a lifetime workmanship warranty. And I said, we can't do that. <laughs> said, well, Dad, anytime you have an issue, you go back and take care of it anyway. So why not put it in writing? Well, that made sense. Yes. Probably didn't to you back then. A little scary, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 does, it does make sense. 
Uh, well, what kind of training did you guys have? Was it just kind of baptism by fire? I mean, you just learned as you went or what? Um, we learned. Yeah. We learned early. Don't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> learn that. But we've made every mistake that could possibly be out there. So we learned, uh, you know, school of hard knocks. But, you know, our teachers were experts. So, you know, that's who, that's who Kevin learned the trade from. And what we didn't know, we hired on, you know, like, you know, Daryl Frank. And we still have our first employee, Jimmy Olson. So, isn't that so? That says a lot it? right there. Yeah. Yep. My goodness. Well, I, and I think, but well, I was told a long time ago that Kevin still likes steel siding. That's his favorite. Oh, it's, it's this, it's, uh, yeah, right now. What, what's, what's so good about it? Well, Look, there's houses that those customers that came to the party last weekend, some of them were my first customers, they still have our siding on, wow. and it still looks scared. How many years would you say in some cases? 30-some years. Wow. 30, 35 years old. Um, oh, it's, it's, it, it, it fades out, but it fades out equally, and, but it, it holds itself up. But no, another thing that we're, I'm help, I was doing Andy's Garage with a couple of my retired friends, we were working on Andy's garage. We we're putting the LP up. The LP goes up real nice. So I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping that's going to uh, oversee the steel by but not by longevity. I'm really hoping that will work. Is no, you're, uh, Kevin's talking about LP uh, smart side. Is that is that a lot easier or somewhat easier to work with uh, versus steel? Uh, yes. Well, number one, you don't get as many cuts in your hands. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you can cut everything with a skill saw. So and then just got to paint the edges, but it's uh. That's the boys. That's the boys' first choice of siding. I like it myself. I think someday I I hope to have that on my house when it needs needs to be redone because I love the look and you can really kind of mix and match with the different uh, uh, different types of LP it too, can't you? Really nice, yeah. With the, with the green pattern and and, and uh, the finish we put on it has that nice warming the wood feeling that everybody try, was trying to get to, and that's what the steel was trying to get to. And another thing the LP has over the steel, it's quieter. Oh, yeah. It has a, once in a while, when the sun gets hot and beats on the sun, you'll hear, it's, you'll hear that steel moving back and forth, and you get a couple pings in it once in a while. But um, No, the LP, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, we put it up, and it, and, and it was really easy. It was fun to install, and it really looks good. What about uh, steel? I've asked Andy this in years past uh, about uh, the steel roofing, I mean, versus... Uh, asphalt, like the great GAF shingles, great product. But are people still requesting from Linda's uh, steel roofing? Yes. Um, well, let's put it this way. Every, all the buildings we have, and then, and myself, I have steel roofs on them. I, I, take my steel over, I take steel over asphalt all the time. It's the most expensive. But I think the longevity of it is going to outweigh, the, the performance of it is going to outweigh the expense. What, what kind of maintenance are we talking about with steel roofing? Uh, steel roofing is only thing I ever had to do is maybe uh, wash out the valleys. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and this is where the snow slides right off. The snow slides right off, but there's another issue. You've got to make sure that when it comes down, it comes down. Anything underneath it could take a toll on it. You know, that, speaking of Kevin and Emily Lindis are with us uh, this morning. Andy's taking the day off today. Uh, we, we, I know we always get questions uh, when we talk about steel uh, roofing that do the leaf guard gutters, is it, can you still use leaf guard with steel roofing? We won't put a, it's the only gutter you can use on, 
on metal roofing because when the snow slides come down, uh, it doesn't rip the gutter off. Yeah. It glances right over it. So, and, uh, you know, also now with that new GAF warranties we have and the, and the, it's, the, the, the shingle mark is really coming around also, and it's, the warranties are really got some some uh, backing in them. So, <clears throat> those, so what's nice with us, we come when we come to your house and do a bid, we can bid both the steel and the asphalt, and you can make the choice from there. Now, I, I remember when I first met uh, the Lindis folks, um, it was, well, we say about 20, it's got to be 20 years ago that oh, when we first had, yeah. it's got to be that. Yes. And, uh, and I'm trying to think who came out to the house. Was it Rich? Yep. yep. Is Rich still around? I'm afraid to ask. Absolutely. Rich Cordes, yep. He's one of our, well, he's the second salesperson that we ever had. Um, so, yeah. And he was in landscape. I was so excited. I remember when we hired him because he understood um, the drainage around a home to make it work with with the gutters. So I was so excited to get him. And, He's he's wonderful. Yeah, I I remember asking him. I'll never forget this. It's twenty years ago. Uh, I had never had leaf guard gutters before. I had the old kind, and I said, um, "Should I should I uh, take a power pressure washer or a hose to clean out the gutters?" He said, "Only if it makes you feel better." <laughs> I'll never forget. I never had to do that. First of all. So uh, thanks. Well, say hello uh, to, to Rick. Please do. Guys, hang on. We'll take a quick break. By the way, if you have uh, an, a, a, any kind of a home improvement question, you want to talk to the to the uh, Kevin and Emily Lindis. They're filling in for uh, Andy Lindis today. 651-989-9226. If it's easier, send, uh, send us a text, 81807. Home Improvement Show here on News Talk 830WCC, where temperature reading has moved now to 75. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CISO's Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. I haven't spelled it yet, L-I-N-D-U-S. Kevin and Emily Linda's are with us today, and he's taking uh, the day off today. Uh, guys, what, what what's changed in the business since you started 40 years ago? I mean, certainly oh. products and services have, but, I mean, for one thing that's changed since I met you guys and been out there, I remember your 30th anniversary, you got a lot more employees now. <laughs> yeah, there's it's double. It's probably Wow. Double. I bet it has. In 10 years, yeah. Uh another thing is uh there's no paper. Everything is uh computerized. Yeah. So that makes everything so much more accurate. I mean, it's amazing what what the the tools that the salespeople have and the accuracy uh that they can create. You know, they know where um, your home is leaking air. They know where you're losing most of your heat or your cooling. They know the hot spots in your home. Uh, technology is just, you know, taking it up, you know, 20 notches already. You, you know, they take a picture. They have the exact measurements. Nothing gets left out. Uh, that was one of our early lessons in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, measure the entire roof. <laughs> <laughs> that was, might be a good idea. But oh, how? Bring that one up, Emily. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Uh oh. <laughs> that was the most painful education we ever got. But you know, it is. It's it's just the technology has increased so much, and it's made it so much easier. Even the tools that our our employees are using on your homes, 
you know, it's just everything is is improved and, and is ever-evolving and changing as well. And that's one cool thing about Linda's Construction is, you know, we're always trying to get better, and that's what we do. We We always want the best product on your home for longevity, for efficiency, and, you know, we don't want callbacks. We want your home to work for you and and um, and be happy to call us back and do something else. Yeah, and the word of mouth is the best advertising in the world, right? You bet. Yes. Uh, I was now. I was going to ask you something. I completely forgot about it. Um, with when when you get a call, uh, and by the way, if somebody thinks you know, I think I need some insulation or whatever the case may be, you they can call Lindis and you guys come out and that first trip is free, right? They they want to look sure. out, check out your attic. Let's say. And and that's what everyone does. We don't just guess. Yeah. Salespeople get up in the attic. And Kev, explain that process. Well, we'll go when a salesman comes out. They get up in the attic and see where where all your heat loss is really happening. And believe it or not, I've seen where I've take they've taken a quarter up in the attic, <clears throat> dropped it alongside the chimney, and it goes all the way to the basement. And you. Because it's uh, it's not in, they're not insulated around the chimneys going up through the, the two floors, and uh, that's where the heat loss comes, and that's where in Minnesota where we start having that heat loss in the attics, we're going to start having your ice damming. So we we'll, got to get that attic to be the same temperature as outside to keep that the ice damming from happening. They wait. Well, this was a perfect winter on how ice damming is all forming. So it's really important <clears throat> to keep that attic. Cool, as cool as you can as you, uh, towards the outside. I know when Linda's uh, put a new roof on my house a few years back, uh, I, I never had a, a ridge vent before. Explain what that is. And has that been around for many years, the ridge vent? Well, it's, it, it's been around for the last 15 years, I believe. Okay. And it's a, a, the whole ridge is vented all the way across. Or in the old days, we used to have just a gable vent on each end of the house, and that's how we cooled the attic down. But there again... Um, we had, in the old days, we didn't have the houses as tight as we have now. They were venting themselves. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're, you know they're, the air was changing over around the windows, around the doors, in the attics. It was, we, didn't, we didn't have the, the tightness we're having now, which was containing the moisture inside the home. So uh, you could, the ridge vent goes continuous the length of the house. It goes across the ridge, and it's a continuous vent. And then it comes pulls up from the soffit. So uh, the house has got to breathe, just like we do. It has to breathe, keep exchanging the air. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I and, and Andy brings this up too uh, about yeah, you can get insulation, but you got to you have to have ventilation along with it. Right. It's 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 the ventilation. It's more important than the insulation, actually. But you got to get a, a happy medium between the two. And there is all kinds of issues and different ways to, to perform it because every not every house is the same. Well, I tell you, again, it's something you guys have done for us at our house, and I'm so glad I spent the money on uh, that foam, foaming the attic before the rest of the insulation. I can't tell you, I've told Andy this a dozen times, how what a difference that has made on my heating and cooling bills. Unbelievable. Well, it's, it's once, like, it's, if you can get it emptied out, you take an insulation, the best way to do it, and if you're building a new home, I tell people, at least spray the, the attic at least with one inch of spray foam. And that will seal up everything around the recessed cans. It's going to seal up around any openings, any plumbing lines, and then blow your insulation on top of that. You know, it costs a little bit more money, but it recovers that money so much more quickly on the energy it does save 
and the less problems you have with your addict. All right. Hang on, you guys. Kevin and Emily Lindis are with us on the, this uh, Saturday morning show. Andy's taking the day off today. And good Saturday morning to you. We thank uh, Kevin and Emily Lindis for taking time out of their vacation to uh, help fill in for uh, Andy, who's also taking some time off today. Right now, let's uh, join in on the conversation of a show you heard a couple of weeks ago here on CCO. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Lindis Construction. Barry Strands filling in for Andy Lindis today. And, Barry, we got a uh, – that's why I usually spell the Lindis name because I always ask Andy at least once in a while, have you hired a Linda yet? Because it's (laughs) – it's it's Lindus L I N D U S, and some people are hearing it as Linda's apostrophe yeah, right, S. Sure. Well, it sounds yeah. like no L I N D U S, Lindus. And they wanted the phone number, and I mentioned it earlier, but I mentioned it again: one eight hundred Leafguard. And somebody will say, "Well, that's too many letters. Too many. You'll it'll still ring." Right. Try it. Yeah. It, Just it try it. Work. It works. One eight hundred Leafguard L I N D U S Lindus Construction. Uh, if you want to uh, ask uh, Barry uh, your question via phone, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Jerry, you're on with Barry. Uh, Barry, uh, I want to talk to you about fiberglass or denim insulation for my new windows. I'm going to, I have a 1914 home with the weight pockets. They're going to remove the weights and they'll be stuffing the weight pockets with insulation. And they'll be in the rooms tearing the fiberglass insulation, stuffing it into the uh, to the weight pockets. Uh, isn't that kind of hazardous? And wouldn't denim insulation, which is supposedly non-hazardous, wouldn't that be a better choice? Well, there's a lot of opinions about insulation and potential carcinogens with fiberglass, uh, all kinds of issues in that regard. My personal preference when you remove weight pockets is to first spray foam against the exterior of the wall sheathing in that location. That way you get an airtight seal against air intrusion and then fill the rest of the cavity up with fiberglass. That'd be my first choice. Uh, today's fiberglass is far less prone to the fibers being released and as a result, much less itchy uh, for those who install it. And once it's encapsulated inside that wall space, it's not a health hazard of any kind. So, yes, you could argue that denim is safer, but again, once it's in the wall cavity, it won't affect anything because it's not going to get out of that space. I don't find that denim insulation's uh, higher price point justifies its use, but uh, there are those who do, and I certainly wouldn't argue loudly with them. If that's the preference, go with it. I just personally think that fiberglass has been a tried-and-true product, and we've used it for a long time. It will need, if you don't put a foam barrier in first, it will need a vapor retarder over the inside face of that so that vapor can't migrate through it and then hit the outside wall surface in winter conditions and go into a condensation issue. So Mm. keep that in mind. If you go to any type of... any insulation that is prone to vapor migration, so any of our loose fills or any of our, let's say, bat insulations, be they denim or be they cotton or be they uh, fiberglass, all of those products, or mineral wool, another one, must have a vapor retarder over the warm in winter side of that wall surface, even in something as narrow as the weight pocket, a two or two and a half inch space. They, those will still need it. I never heard of that, but denim. Yeah, well, cotton insulation has come along in the last 15 years or so and has grown because of its green friendliness and and the way it's developed. um, It has a lot of uh, market presence uh, in the green community. Okay. Uh, Text number, if that's easier, 81807. Here's a text came in. uh, Bought a foreclosure. Previous owners must have been heavy smokers. Mm. New carpet. I put in new paint, walls, ceiling. Still smells like smoke. Any suggestions? 
That's a uh, tough one. You know, it is. I, I, when I bought my house, when I live right now with my family, we had a similar situation. We actually sprayed 409 on the walls, and it was as though rip your floats of tar and nicotine oh, were coming down no the wall. Kidding. It was really bad. Now, our walls were plaster, so we didn't have as much migration of the smell or odor into the framing materials. But what I was aware of is when we pulled up the carpet in our home, if we didn't replace the sheathing, if you get down onto that surface of the wood below, you'll see that there's actually smell from smoke in the floor boards themselves. Wow. Penetrates that. Yeah, it does. It gets through carpet and gets into that space. So when you put new carpet over, you think you solved it. I always tell people that if they're going to do a heavily smoked house and you want to get rid of the odor, then it's a good idea to use a spray of paint, a sealant like Kills or a Zinzer's Bullseye, and spray over that surface with a you know pressure sprayer and just get a coat of that and encapsulate that odor. It really amazingly helps in the process. But once you've already carpeted, to pull the carpet back and try to solve that is kind of annoying. There are air products like an air sponge that are designed to be in a space that will absorb uh, odors in that space, and you'll see immediate relief. And air exchange will be another thing that you can do so that you're ventilating, bringing fresh air in and exhausting stale air. Both of those are options to help mitigate the odor. But if you don't encapsulate the source, you are going to have trace uh, smoke smell in that house for quite some time. Wow. Uh, 651-989-9226. That's the phone number if you want to call it in. Text is 81807. Uh, Barry, it says, the text... Uh, you familiar with Dura Supreme cabinets made in Howard Lake? Uh, uh, are they good cabinets to put in our new house? That comes from Leslie from Cocado, Minnesota. Have you ever heard of that brand? Oh, sure. Yeah, and Dura Supreme are fine cabinets. I mean, I have no no problem with them. Uh, Leslie, I would only. It's, it's always about what you're looking at: price point, finish, warranty. And then keep in mind that the quality of the installation is paramount to your experience of the cabinetry. So a great cabinet maker with a lousy installation is going to feel to the homeowner like, these are lousy cabinets. Look, they don't work. These slides don't come out. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. But every manufacturer who creates what we'll call a pre-manufactured or box cabinet – their quality of that work can be seen in the drawers, whether they're dovetails or how they're connected and hooked together, and then exactly how we use hardware in those spaces. And typically companies will offer a variety of hardware options as the price point grows. They'll have a base or a low end, and then they'll have a mid-range, and then they'll have a higher end. And as we go up the scale within their company line, we will see different quality differences and details that then we might select. So within any brand of cabinet that's pre-manufactured, Check with the salesperson from the supplier, whether that's a big box store or whether that's an independent kitchen cabinet company, and look at the level of detail that you want within the inst- the, the products installation quality. I'm sorry, products uh, fabrication quality. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, okay. And then the installer becomes another issue. If they install in warrant when they differently when they install, I think it's worth spending a little bit more to have them install their own cabinetry. I agree. Because you'll get a warranty then that will last for you. Absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, 651-989-9226, text 81807. Uh, we are fixing up our garage. Texter says we, we do have storage above. We're afraid the ceiling will continue to crack at the seam. Um, there's a product there named Goodbye Cracks by Goof Off. It's not on anyone's shelves. What else works? It says it's stretchy. You follow that? Uh, well, <clears throat> whenever you put load on a surface, uh, that's greater than what that was designed to carry, you risk that there's some deflection in the rafter member, and then you'll see separation of drywall. 
it's not uncommon to see that. The problem is we tend to want to then solve the topical crack that we see in the drywall. We don't want to stop the movement that's causing it. So we're putting a Band-Aid over an infection, and we're hoping the Band-Aid will last and solve our infection problem. And in my mind, Danny, it just seems like if we can stabilize the movement, then you can repair a crack and have a greater level of success. So there's a thing called strong back, which basically is going up into the rafter assembly and tying all of the rafters together with a vertical piece that would function like a miniature beam. Now, it will constrict how flat the surface is up there for storage but it will also stabilize those joists and allow them to operate as one unit. That's going to maintain integrity of the surface, and then a repair that's done is going to make a lot more sense. Now, most homeowners will have no idea what I mean when I say strong back, but most builders would. And if you know someone in the construction business that's done framing, ask them about a strong back up in that rafter assembly. Anchoring that and tying that together is a really good idea mm. before you go after trying to solve a superficial crack caused by load deflection in the attic space. That makes sense. Never heard that term myself. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. I think Randy in Woodbury has a question or comment. Go ahead, Randy. Thank you. I got a, I got a comment for you with the fellow that had the uh, smoke-infested house. Oh, yeah. We had, we had the same thing in a Rambler in Bloomington. Uh, the entire house was repainted. Out, you know, inside, replaced yeah. the carpeting, textured the ceilings, and I would, and I still had the smoke smell for a long time. It wasn't until I gutted my kitchen and replaced the kitchen cabinets sure. that I got rid of the smoke smell. I no mean, it, 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 it's all over, and it was the kitchen cabinets that uh, that uh, that absorbed all. That's a great thought. The other thing that right. occurred to me after the we hung up with that caller was the ductwork may need to be cleaned as well. Oh yeah, does that does that work? Oh yeah. Th- thanks, Randy. By the way, thanks for that input. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, talk about that because we're thinking about doing that. Well, I think after every – in fact, in our company's paradigm, every time we do a construction project, duct cleaning at the close of the project is our normal. We just build that into the price of every job because from drywall dust, as you know, oh, yeah. getting into those little places and then whatever debris was there prior to our arrival on a remodel and then anything we've done in a new construction home, we just clean them. And that process then gives the homeowner a nice, fresh introduction to better air quality in their space. I'm not an advocate of every year cleaning the ducts. There are some who would say that. Overkill? I think it is. And if you're selling duct cleaning, then obviously those guys (laughs) would say, hey, every year, do your ducts. But I think that you should be on a three- to five-year duct cleaning schedule. You'd be surprised how much junk is basically being distributed on a forced air furnace now we're talking about. No oil or a, a, a hot water heat distribution method. So if you do that on a regular basis, the air quality is just going to be enhanced. It's, it's a better option. And then filter f- filtration issues with your filter in your furnace are mm-hmm. also critical. We think about filters maybe in the wintertime because our furnace is running all the time. Oh, we just don't air think conditioning. air conditioning is going to cause that same system to need to have filter replacement. And there's as much airborne or more airborne debris coming to the home with windows and doors open in the spring and summer months than there would be in the winter. I know we talked about that. I bet it was 20 years ago here on CISO, but this duct cleaning procedure. I can't remember exactly how that's done. Have you ever seen it done? Oh, sure. And most of these guys will come in with a big trailer attached to a pickup truck, and they'll drive that back up, and that's their huge vacuum. So they will run that off the generator in that truck. Then they'll hook up some large hoses, and they'll actually get into the ductwork of the main furnace unit, 
and they'll then run a beater rod through the duct from each port location, either the cold air return or the heating supply. And as they vibrate within that space, basically kind of scrubbing, as you will, then they're under negative pressure, high vacuum concentration, and they're sucking all of that out. And then, of course, they're catching it outdoors out of the building. So they run these pipes if you will, tubes, all the way into the home and find access points, especially in a very large house. They'll come in through windows on the second floor. And, oh, sure. And the companies that are good at this, especially those who are working in our kind of higher-end houses, they know they can't scratch anything. They can't damage a windowsill. So they take super-duper precautions to make sure everything is done in a way that you can't scratch a corner piece of enamel trim or handrail, that kind of thing. So the higher-end companies, they charge you a little bit more. But then you don't have to worry about their workmanship They're causing careful. some careful. Yeah. yeah, causing issues down the road. All right. Interesting. All right, Barry, hang on. We have to take a quick break. If you have uh, any kind of a, a home improvement question, either by phone or by text, and we'll get back to the text screen in just a moment, or call 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. Now let's get back to the best of Linda's. This is Home Improvement Show brought to us by Linda's Construction. I'll spell it again. L-I-N-D-U-S 1-800-LEAFGAR. They have some great deals going on. If you're looking for roofing or windows, uh, siding, gutters. Yep. And if you're looking for some good food. I'm really, I'm, yeah, in two <laughs> you weeks. You know I was going to say yeah. that. Two weeks, you're two going weeks out from to today, yeah, Their 40th anniversary celebration. And it's not just us folks invited. You, uh, you all are too in Baldwin. Linda's Construction. It's 40 years. It's going to be fun, gang. It's going to be fun. Still, it's still a family-run yeah, business. It's going to be a celebration yeah. party atmosphere. Absolutely. Somebody wants to has a comment about the, the, the uh, caller and what we talked about, this denim insulation. Sure. Uh, it says here, and I'll quote it, the reason that people like me, texter, will purchase denim insulation is because it has a better value for sound reduction than regular insulation. I think that should be noted if one is going to uh, go for soundproofing. Yeah, I don't have the sound transmission ratings memorized for various insulation materials. Um, I, I like spray foam for that reason because it's going to trump anything else on the market today. But those are some of the reasons. We have a lot of different reasons that we're going to use material, R value per inch, for example, and the, the ease of installation be another one, price point, another one, that sound transmission, another one. And the hardest part when you do a radio show is to try to talk about all of those oh, in a yeah. way that's intelligent over and, – and there's some things I just don't know. I mean there's insulation products out there that I just haven't researched very well. And I talk a class to real estate agents on various insulation types and you just start going, OK, I got 15 different insulation types to talk about. And what does a realtor need to know? And because they're going to see dominantly, you know, fiberglass and sure. spray foam. Those are going to be the two that are going to be most, most common or cellulose blown in, for example. Sure. All right, 651-989-9226, text 81807. Uh, We've got some other textures we could answer here. Let's see. I'm having carpets installed soon. I react, texture says, to the fumes from things like new carpeting. Will anything remove the fumes quickly? Oh, man, that's a great question. I'm probably not the best person to answer that, but a lot of the – Ingredients in formaldehyde, uh, I'm sorry, in carpet have included a formaldehyde-based product, and there are different types of formaldehydes, and some of the off-gassing takes place more rapidly and in the presence of heat. So I was looking at a discussion about 10 years ago about formaldehyde in homes, and if you crank the heat up to 85 or 90 degrees and let it sit there for three days, then ventilate everything, you could actually exhaust formaldehyde in some fabrics more rapidly than, Mm. than a slower release that would take place over time. 
but I have not researched that stuff recently to be able to tell you what the current levels of formaldehydes are in fabric materials. But it's worth at least pressing into that question and probably Mr. Google knows some of that. I bet. (laughs) There is a roofing question here, Barry. How does one get rid of moss on roof shingles on the north side of the house? I, I before Linda's came around uh, to, to put some new uh, roofing a few years ago, I saw that on the north side of our house a little bit. Sure, not not just algae, but actually moss. Yep. Well, if it's built up as clumps, for example, of moss on a wood roof, we recommend power washing from the top down. Now that's very difficult to do, but that would be a way to get the chunks. If you have a wood roof, chunks of moss off the surface. If you're talking about streaking from algae, then obviously something across the top of the roof surface makes the most sense. And whenever we use a zinc oxide strip and that hits water, that will release this chemical that will kill algae on the roof surface. Now, it'll have some impact on moss, but it won't be as substantial. So you end up needing to actually topically remove the moss from the surface. And most would recommend power washing, but you've got to be so careful. And on an asphalt roof, if you're knocking granules off of a roof that's 15 years old, then the question is how valuable is it to try to tackle that with power washing to get moss chunks off the roof so that then you can address algae as well. I'm not certain that there's a much better answer than that. Some people have used fungicides to, uh, fungicides to get stuff off the roof chemically, but again, you have to get up on the roof to do that. And so there's a huge safety issue. Oh, I guess. And in my mind, the length of the roofing material versus the risk versus the timeline of replacement all have to be factored in before you jump up there to try to, to solve that. We had talked a couple of bit. At least you mentioned uh, foam insulation, but the texture wants to know uh, what do you think of the the cans of foam spray foam that you find at big box stores? Well, they're excellent for the purposes that they're intended. They're not designed to insulate an entire wall cavity, obviously, but around a window, we'd still use this. You know, most popular brands are are being used to inject foam around a window opening or a door opening prior to the trim being installed. So it's still a very common product and a very useful product. Like it very much. Use it all the time. You had mentioned it, but the texter may have uh, missed uh, what you uh, said, suggested. How often should your home air ducts be cleaned? What, what did you say? Well, my recommendation is every three to five years, and that's depending on the lifestyle of the home, how many people you have, dogs, cats, you know, those kind of pet issues. That might require that you vacuum more frequently, take those ducts and get them cleaned. It depends on – that's why the range in my mind is a three- to five-year range. It's going to depend on lifestyle. I have 11 kids, so, you know – it's a little different world when you've got that, that may, much that, stuff that going makes on. me tired just thinking well, about it. <laughs> plus, I have a shop in my basement where I'm working on stuff all the time and generating dust down there. And my dust collection system is you know, adequate. But it's How not do you s- deal with that? that? That's a big issue. I've got it? an internal dust collector. That's a two-part system that separates my big chunks from my fiber to find dust and collect it and bag it and then have to bring it out. But it doesn't mean that there's not some residual wafting in the air, you know. <laughs> And so I have a four-inch hose that runs to my major pieces of equipment, but I've got a couple of saws that don't have dust protection built into them. And I have a sander that I've just now picked up, a dust collector for my sander, my little orbital. And until I had that, uh, that sander would run randomly without any dust protection at all. And then just, you know, you can see it in the air. So I've got an air cleaning unit as well. So I've got two things going on, vacuuming, and I've got air cleaning. But still, you'll get dust. And People are like, hey, dad's working downstairs. I can tell. Look. It's, it's everywhere. So, you know, dad's it's not everywhere. that bad. It's not drywall yeah. dust, but it isn't, uh, it's not, uh, you, you'll notice it's there. Uh, Texter says this, uh, Barry, a large flakes uh, spalling off the face of outside of concrete block foundation. Uh, uh, have, what, what could be the cause? Have you seen this? 
Well, yeah. When I first started uh, in the business and dating my now wife, I went to her father's home to visit, and he had this spalling of the concrete block. And I ended up putting a skirt around the entire thing to keep water off of it. Did a nice little cedar skirt with vertical tongue and groove cedar to, to so you couldn't mm. see it. Now, there are topical products that can go over the surface of this, but water gets in, and as concrete ages, sometimes we lose some of what we'll call the glue in the mortar of the concrete. Yeah, thanks, Barry. I know we're out of time here. Uh, We hope you join us again next week with more Home Improvement on WCCO.